0: Why don't you burp next time? Someone get me Brian Anderson.
1: Welcome back folks to Paranormal Heart. I'm your host Kat Ward. You can find new episodes on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean, YouTube, and any place you find fine podcast. And I'm also happy to announce you can also find me on fringeradionetwork.com. If you've had paranormal encounters you'd like to share, you can either be a guest on the show or you can submit them in writing and I'll be happy to narrate your story. And if you'd like to have your very own free Paranormal Heart Podcast bumper sticker, just drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. This episode's shout-out goes to you amazing listeners in Croatia. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. In episode 65, I am joined by paranormal investigator and owner of the very well-known Boyd House, Jill Shelley. Jill talks about how she came to own the Boyd House and some of the spirits who in there, and some of her investigations with her team, St. Croix Paranormal. I give you Jill Shelley. Hey Jill, welcome to Paranormal Heart.
0: Hey Ken, hi, thanks for having me.
1: Oh, thanks so much for being on. I am very excited about this because, uh, well, we'll talk about it later, but... Um, the, the age of the house and the property and what you do and, and everything, it just sounds so interesting. So um, before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Um, well, I have actually been uh, interested in the paranormal since I was a little kid, kind of one of those weird freaky kids that liked all the weird scary ghosty stuff and people are like, oh, she's kind of strange. Um, so kind of, kind of, Put me into that mindset, and my um, first uh, time was actually at my grandma's house when I had my first actual paranormal experience. Um, she has a room that none of us kids, all of our cousins, when we'd play together, we hated that room. We wouldn't play in the room. It was always cold. If you were in there, it was very uninviting. You felt like somebody was staring at you through the um, closet door, um, which she didn't really actually have a door on it, she just had a curtain over it because that's what she did back in the day. Yep. Um, So, anyway, I never liked that room, but one particular night, I don't know how old I was, maybe like seven ish or something, um, sleeping in one of what we called the girls' room, which was across from that room. And I could hear my parents snoring, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard footsteps coming out of that room. And then it stopped right in front of my door. And you kind of hurt, you kind of felt like. Somebody was staring through you, almost like laser beams, if you could explain it that way. It was so intense. But, you know, I was such a little kid, I was not going to turn around at all. Because I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? You know? And so then and eventually it kind of did like a, "Ah," and then it, like, turned around. You could hear the footsteps go the other way. So, of course, then I've, like, flipped the blankets over my head. And I'm just like, okay, I'll just wait on. And then I finally fell asleep. Asked my parents in the morning we're having breakfast and they said oh no we never got up in the middle of the night which I knew it wasn't them because I heard the, I heard them snoring and my <laughs> grandma's bedroom is downstairs so obviously she wouldn't be upstairs and I kind of mentioned it to her and I had a lot of respect for my grandma and she said oh honey gosh that's just a ghost and he's not going to hurt you and you know I was like wow my grandma who's really religious is just like no big <laughs> deal. So then I kind of was like, now I really need to find out more about these things. Like, what, is, what are they all about? Like, what, what is this, you know? So I'm a little older. So back in the day, you had to go to the library. Yep. And you had to just read books on ghosts. Uh, we didn't have no internet, no phones, nothing. Um, just whatever you could watch on TV, too, about documents on, on ghosts and, and things like that. So kind of learned. Um, But then with the advent of of the newer television shows that came out, I was like, oh my gosh, you can become an investigator? This is super cool. Um, And so in 2010, um, I actually worked with a guy at work, and uh, we started a group called St. Croix Paranormal. And we started um, getting a few more people who were interested into the paranormal, Um, And then so in 2010 we we started doing investigations and then we just started traveling all over the US to well-known haunted locations And um, it kind of snowballed from there
1: I love it back in the day when you would go to the library and ask uh, for uh, books on ghosts And they would tell you and Cisco Murdoch says this as well um, Honey there isn't there's no such thing as ghosts But we had you know there, there would be a very very small section so
0: you probably had a hard time finding books on it as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would find a few here and there, you know, every once in a while, and you're like, oh, this is a good one, you know. And so you would learn, you know that, and that's that's how we did it back in the day. So, you know,
1: definitely. So how did you how did you get your team members?
0: Uh, well, like I said, the one guy and I worked together, so we kind of had that common interest. We just mm-hmm. would chit chat, and then it came up that we were both the ghosts. Uh, so we, we kind of started that. He had already been doing some investigations, just um, once we kind of formed and we got more team members, they took it to a whole new level. But um, <laughs> but then, um, actually, Donna, one of our other members, uh, she's been with us for a long time. Her sister actually worked um, at the hospital I worked at and said, oh, my gosh, you have to meet my sister-in-law. And so Donna and I connected, and then we met in a cemetery, of all places, for oh, the first so time cool. here. <laughs> uh, just to kind of... Ch- kind of get a feel for each other and yeah I just love her to death now she's like my sister and then after that we got um, Teresa who, who Steve knew and Stephanie was another gal who worked with us and then Alex who we had, and he reached out to us um, asking to see if we if we uh, were taking any new members and so we met with him and we liked him and and he's been with us So everybody's kinda of been with us for probably close to ten years uh, wow! So sort of like a really tight, tight knit family. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're just a great, great group of people, and, and and we've had so many fun experiences and just fun, good times. And you know, they're you know they're my brothers and sisters.
1: It's very difficult to find uh, team members that are um, that will actually stick with it, and and you know, it's, it's just so difficult to find people sometimes. So you're very fortunate.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've, like I said, we've had people come and go. Like, they'll come mm-hmm. and they'll stay for a couple months, and then they're like, eh, this is not what I want to do. Uh, and we've had other people who, like, came one time and, like, this is totally not what I thought it was. You know, a lot of people think it's, like, how the TV is, like, action, action, action all the time. Yeah. And When reality, it's, like, 12 hours of, like, hello? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Can you touch this, please? Can you, any noise, anything at all? Yes. You know, so yeah, they don't realize. And then, plus, for us as a team, we're a little extreme on that side because we have so much equipment so when we go I mean we I think we own like 35 camcorders you wow. know and a, you know probably you know I don't know like 30 voice recorders so we put out each a voice recorder with every camera so like we really hit it to the nines and so it is a lot a lot of work for setting up and getting things rolling um, so I, I don't. I think people don't understand the amount of work that goes into what's done. Not only just, you know, getting set up for the investigation, the actual investigation, and then all the reviewing that yep. you have to do with the evidence, because um, you can't really like fast forward through anything. So, you know, it takes me hours and hours and hours and hours to go through through film footage, you know, mm-hmm. and, and voice recorders, and then you put it all together. Uh, and then we started doing our own I kind of fell in love with video production myself and kind of started putting our own uh, television show together called Paranormal Patrol and we just aired that on local uh, cable here in town so they were Mm -hmm. they liked it they picked it up and uh, so they we've had that for a while um, because of COVID and we haven't been keeping up we're no longer on the the TV, yeah. Um, we do put everything out on YouTube as well under Saint Croix Paranormal, under Paranormal Patrol. If anyone wants to check out some of our videos, um, originally I started doing it because it was kind of a fun little keepsake for us, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. that we could go back and go, yeah, this is what we got. This is really cool. And then it's like, well, that one's kind of fun. I want to make a show. So yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I find making your own show makes it more legit too. Instead of, you know, I don't want to badmouth the the TV shows out there because. Thanks to them, people like us, we're not seen as crazy as before. <laughs> it's a little bit more uh, acceptable to say that you're into ghosts. Um, I was just like you. I was uh, growing up, I was always the one that, the weird girl that liked ghosts. Um, later on, I embraced my weirdness. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just um, thanks to those TV shows. Uh, and a little bit more education to the to the public because now i think the majority of people that i talk to know that the tv shows yes it's for entertainment yes real investigation is similar to it but you don't always get evidence and most of the time you're sitting in the dark talking to yourself
0: right right yeah. and there's you know we've gone to really well known haunted location they haven't gotten a darn thing you know no, mm-hmm. no evps that you find later no nothing but it doesn't mean that it's not haunted some people have to realize that, you know, it's an off night, and you uh-huh. can't make the spirits perform. They're, you know, even though they're dead, I mean, they have feelings. They have, they are a spirit. So it's up to them if they want to talk to you or not uh-huh. talk to you. Um, so th- there's a lot of variations that go on. And I think a lot of it, too, is the energy that is, yes. you know, with your team or maybe your mood that day. Or, you know, some, sometimes if you come in being, we're not an aggressive team. We're not, like, demanding Uh, we tend to be very respectful Mm -hmm. we tend to focus more on life than death so we usually don't talk about how did you die because most of the time unless we're doing a place we don't know anything about it's we already know how you died so why let's you know who wants to keep talking about how they died yeah so we focus on like what's your favorite food what was your favorite holiday what's your favorite memory like so we go off that and I think we get a lot of responses based off of that you know, just depend, you know, because we're more, more positive outlook and probably ask some more questions than, um, other people normally would have. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, do you find some people in your team, um, are more successful with certain pieces of equipment than others? So like, uh, the spirit box doesn't like me. Um, I don't get any hits off of that, but Katie or April in our team, they'll, they'll get hits. Uh, do you find that with your team as well?
0: Yeah, we. I think so too. I mean, I love the Spirit Box. It's one of my favorite things. I have like every single one: the eleven, the seven, the portals, the S boxes. You name it, we got it. Just because I love it so much. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I find like Alex runs the sb eleven perfect. Like he'll get responses all the time, and it's like I'm doing the same thing that you, the same settings, the same everything. I'm not getting anything, uh, and and that doesn't, you know, doesn't not even the same location. It's like maybe he didn't attend this particular one wherever we're at and I still got nothing Um, so yeah he gets more more of that and then um, interesting enough we just started doing the Estes method quite a bit and um, Teresa is pretty much the only one who can actually like channel through and get responses really really good Um, we've told that she is kind of intuitive but she doesn't know how to use it she's had many psychics say oh my gosh you have you have a gift here um, things are attracted to you, which which makes sense because we also call her our, our paranormal punching bag. This, oh no! This, this this poor gal. I mean, she gets scratched. She gets pushed. She's been thrown. She's. I mean, she gets it. She gets everything. Um, but I and I so I think that's part of why with the Estes method it works really really well with her because somehow she's some sort of beacon or light. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a couple psychics say that that they're just amazed by the amount of light she's giving off. Oh so. wow!
1: And I take it that's something she was born with.
0: It, yeah, yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I love her. She's so she's awesome. She's awesome. I feel bad though that she's always getting scratched. <laughs> <or something. laughs> there's always
1: one <laughs> in yeah, the team. I like uh, I liked your website where each team member uh, says what piece of equipment they prefer. I think that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it was kind of a little different variation because we all like to do, you know, different different types of things, so you know, which makes everything unique, and then, um, you know, sometimes if it's if that's what you like mostly, then you kind of perfect on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like if you were doing this, you know, something over and over and over again, you're just going to get really good at it, yep. and then after a while, you're just going to tweak it out and go, hey, you know, it'd be better if I do it this way. Um, so you're kind of more focused on that, so. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what your uh, favorite piece of equipment is for the listeners? Oh, mine's the spirit box, hands yeah. down. I, I have gotten... The most incredible response. I, for, well, first of all, I love the science behind it because mm-hmm. I am a scientific person. Uh, so a lot of times when we're out on investigation, like if certain things are going off, I'm like, my, my mind goes to what causes. Not, it's not, ooh, the ghost touched it. It's, yes. First, let's, let's figure out what causes could have been potential. And then if we can't rule that out, then it's probably paranormal. Um, but with the spirit box, with the scientific of how quickly that it scans through the AM, because I always use AM, Mm -hmm. AM radio stations from one spectrum to another at one one-hundredth of a second scientifically you can't speak that fast. So of course if I get a lot of yeses and no's I don't take those so much to heart because yeah, you could you could be getting stuff Uh, but I've gotten a lot of full sentences. I've also gotten swear words which you know you're not going to hear that on the radio. I think one of my all-time, well, there's a lot of my favorite spirit boxes, but one, one that I really, really remember is we were doing a local house, um, you know, we're based out of Stillwater, Minnesota, and we were doing a local house in town, and the house was actually owned by a riverboat captain, Captain Jenks, and so he was really well-known in town, and he, we had we were out because the, the man and the, uh, the, the, the husband didn't believe anything. His whole family is like, Dad, there's stuff going on in this house. And he's like, I've never experienced something. He was also a very intelligent man. He probably had about 15 degrees behind him, PhD, whatever. whatever. Like he was a very, very intelligent man. So we come, we do this, I do the spirit box. And I said, whose house is this? And plain as day, it said, Captain Jenks. And I made him a believer from that day forward. 'Cause he understood the science behind it. And so what are the odds that Captain Jinx on an AM station is gonna come through the exact second that I ask when I'm standing in your house? Yep. So yeah, that was that was just a really good, incredible response for me.
1: That's amazing. So, yeah. Have you I, I know I've spoken with countless uh, paranormal investigators and they all say the same and you're probably going to say the same thing but have you you must have encountered people that say yeah I don't I don't believe in all that mumbo jumbo and then they find out what you do and they're like well they take you off to the side well it was this one time have you, have you had that as
0: well yeah yeah I, I do have people with that yeah and, you know <laughs> uh, I do have people who totally don't believe at all and they're mm-hmm. like oh somebody's piping voices in, I go, okay, yeah, that's what's going on, (laughs) Um, but I I don't, I don't try to, you know, you can't, you can't change their, their mind on, on anything, but yeah, I do get a lot of people that, that always want to tell a story and, and that kind of stuff, so, I, I think a lot of people have stories where they'll say, I don't know if it was paranormal, but this is weird, you know, so they, it's like they don't believe it, but it was something weird, so they have to tell you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because they're still afraid that uh, people are going to laugh at them, but yeah, we're, we're not
0: going to laugh. No, no. Well, like you said, back in the day, if you brought up ghosts, you were crazy. You were just yep. absolutely crazy, and you could be committed. Or people were just like, "Oh my God, she's a psycho." So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of a lot of the older folks don't like to talk about it. That's why i was surprised that my grandma was just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. That's it's, And you said she was very religious, so that was very. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 What's that's funny is my mom. You know, she's passed away now, but she she was very very religious as well. And she goes, you know, the Bible says you're not supposed to be doing this stuff and talking to ghosts and stuff. But what did you find? You know? So oh, she, no. <laughs> <she> <laughs> I love that. Out, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has
1: your grandmother ever spoken about uh, other ghosts or other experience? Or is it, uh, was that pretty much the only time?
0: That was that was pretty much the only time. My my aunt had quite a few experiences with, with ghosts as well. Um, you know, she saw a little girl. When my uncle passed away, he came and visited her several times. Um, he told her there was a heaven and it was beautiful. Hmm. Um, he also one time came. She, he came for like a week straight and then that was it. You know, she's never seen him since. Um, but he did come to her one time and said, "I left you a present on your on on my grave. Go get it." And so she went there, and there was a rose on there. And she called everybody, and nobody had been by the the gravesite. So it was just kind of weird that he said to do that. Um, actually, hmm. just before my mom passed away, I said, "I don't care what you do. I don't. You know, you gotta let me know. Is there another side? You got. You just gotta let me know." And um, my daughter, like. Three days after my mom passed away said, Oh my gosh, mom, I had this really vivid dream and oh and she never knew what I told my mom. She's like, I had this really vivid dream, I was with grandma and she looked good and we were talking and she said, Tell your mom the answer's yes. She goes, So I don't know what that means, Mom, but she said the answer's yes. Wow. There you go. There's my sign. You know? yeah so that was that was kinda cool. So but yeah, other than that, um, you know, nothing nothing major. I've never actually I've seen one shadow figure. Um, in my entire career, uh, otherwise I haven't. I haven't actually seen a full-blown apparition. Um, still waiting for that day. It could happen. <laughs> yep.
1: That's that's um. It's almost a holy grail for uh, us investigators.
0: Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, the shadow figure was cool. We were actually at. Uh, uh, we actually got on my ghost story. But that show was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at a local bar in Stillwater, Pub Monique, and it's no longer called that but it's still there and it's haunted but anyway uh we were up in the upstairs floor there's a woman who was pushed out the window she was a prostitute she Ooh. was killed and so we think she's still there people see her standing out the window staring mm-hmm. uh, but we were up there it was really really hot that day and i know they had the air conditioner on but it was not working that well so it was still really warm in the building and all of a sudden, I was like, hey, let's run a spirit box. Well, then all of a sudden, it got ice cold. Like, you got the goosebumps. It was so, so cold. And me and Chris, all of a sudden, we just looked to the windows and we saw this black shadow mass cross in front of the windows. Now, mind you, we're upstairs, so it's not going to be somebody walking around. It was also about 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not getting anybody from down below and we actually captured it on film so it was just oh, it was nice. really weird. it was almost like a stroby kind of motion it was super fast almost looked like black robish in a mm-hmm. way you know like you would say with the grim reaper i mean it wasn't like grim reaper but that's the only way i could describe it mm-hmm. and it's super fast and and, and just strobe motion like and we both just looked at each other and go, did you just see that?" She's like, I did just see that. So, nice. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty, that was like my only time I ever saw like a really deep shadow figure.
1: Tell us about the house you bought.
0: Yeah, so I ended up purchasing um, the Boyd House and that's in Boyd, Minnesota, it's a really tiny town, it's about 145 miles southwest of the Twin Cities. Uh, just doing all my travels with the paranormal group, you know, we travel all over the U.S. to well-known haunted locations kind of got me thinking, gosh, I'd like to have my own place. This would be super fun, place I can do research, others can come and do research. So in 2018, financially, I was able to uh, fulfill that dream. So I started my adventure on trying to find a haunted house, which is not easy to do because nobody advertises that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I can. Was, um, you know, my my realtor knew that's that's what I was looking for, so I would do all the research for my criteria, and if I got a really good feel, I would go take a look at the house. So when I found the Boyd house, I was really attracted to it, like more so than any of the other houses I looked at. It's kind of like when you're shopping, you're like, "That's the one."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how I felt about that house. So even until I got there, I was like really obsessing it with the pictures. It's like I already felt a connection with the house and Donna and I went to go take a look at it and the realtor wasn't there yet. So we're just sitting outside and we're just talking, chatting and I just go, you kind of feel like somebody's staring at you from the attic window and she's like, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but sure do. (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah. So we go in there, we kind of walk around. It was kind of cold, you know, not like physically cold, but it was kind of cold in the house that Mm -hmm. feel coldness. Um, but you kind of felt like somebody's watching you from afar. Like, what, what what's going on here? Um, but we did put a REM pod up in in uh, what we now call the library, um, and that went off within eight minutes of being wow. there. Um, we got some pretty good spirit box responses. Um, but then I was like, well, gosh, can I, can I, can I, can I like really go off that? I mean, it was just a few things. You know, I hate to to go off that. So I, I contacted a psychic that I really, really trusted, and she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's like six spirits there. You know, she's like, there's two children, there's two women, there's a man, a man. And so, um, interesting enough, she said that there was a man that likes to garden, and he comes through the back door. And then she said, the first night you stay there, you're going to you're gonna meet him. And I was like, well, in retrospect now, I'm like, she already knew I was going to buy it. because She said, the first night you stay there, I was just questioning, should I buy this place? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, let's just ask the owners. They've lived there for 30 years. Let's see what they have to say. They were an older people, so they didn't really want to talk about it. <laughs> but she said, oh, I always thought there was something really funny about that house. So she said that sometimes she would hear old-time music playing. Um, her kids once saw a man in the basement. Um, but I think they kind of kept a lot of things hush-hush. Um even up until probably maybe a year after I opened it, I didn't hear much from that, and I heard a lot of people in town, they weren't really keen on it. They were like, that house isn't
1: haunted. Okay, I'm so sorry, Jill. I disconnected a cable here, um, so I'll <laughs> I'll do as much editing as possible, but uh, if you remember where you left off, please continue. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, so we had um, asked the owners about what they had uh, experienced at the house. Uh, but people started coming forward and telling us the one time that they slept at the house, like something touched them, uh, just different things. But the, the, one of the uh, daughters that grew up there, she had quite a bit different experiences. She would see a man figure quite often um, in the house and just different things. And even one of the neighbors who kind of grew up with her recently told me, they're like, oh my gosh, we used to think she was just crazy, but now that you're here, you've proven that that stuff has actually happened here. Um, so yeah, just just a lot of, of different different things in the house. So anyway, after talking with the owners, I went forward and purchased uh, the house, and it's just been an incredible journey ever since then.
1: Your, mil- your, your realtor must have thought you were nuts wanting to buy a haunted house. <laughs>
0: She was. she doesn't like ghost stuff, she's really cool about it, but she actually sold us the house I live in, which is not haunted, because um, we don't live at the Boyd house. But um, So she was really cool, I told her what I did, she's like, oh, it just creeps me out, but then she'd hear a few stories, like, okay, just stop, you know, uh, but <laughs> her daughter actually was really into ghosts, and so after I bought that house, her daughter stayed there, and so the first night her daughter stayed there, she didn't make it through the whole night. Really? She said it was too freaky, too spooky. Yeah, she did they just left everything they left everything like they just ran out of the house at like 12:30 at night they couldn't handle it anymore did they explain uh, what they encountered uh, they just said it was really creepy there was just too much too many noises things were touching them they didn't like that just mm-hmm. um, so these two younger girls you know she wasn't you know she was an adult but younger um, so then she came that she did come back maybe about two months later with more friends so I think she felt a little bit better it wasn't quite as crazy as she said um, but she still got touched at night like something would like keep brushing her hair um, that kind of thing so so they did have quite quite a few experiences so yeah so she was her you know my realtor is a little familiar with ghost stuff just via her daughter because her daughter yeah. would go stay in haunted places because she thought it was fun
1: <laughs> do you know if your realtor selling houses and and whatnot you know businesses or whatever has your realtor ever mentioned if she's encountered anything weird
0: uh, she has not. She hasn't at all. I did always mention one time, I said, but when I, because the house we bought was actually owned by another realtor, mm-hmm. I said, you guys should get people who, like, investigate to to prove that there's no ghost there, and they didn't think that was a very good idea, <laughs> so. I think that's <laughs> a great idea. It's like, no, cause if there was a ghost, we're nobody's going to want to buy it, and I'm like, I would buy Don't... it. <laughs> it like...
1: I know quite a few people who would, <laughs> But I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's probably a small percentage of people who would buy it.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So can you give us the history of the house? It's pretty uh, pretty old.
0: Yeah, it was uh, built in 1901, but our deed actually goes to 1889, actually, when the town was founded. Um, so it was actually owned by the St. Louis Minneapolis Railroad. So it was a big, wild west, booming town back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, So eventually, uh, one of the town founders owned everything, kind of sold lots off, you know, yada, yada. And, um, you know, the town used to be really big. They had, you know, uh, like restaurants and bars and billiard tables and, you know, meat shops and and all kinds of stuff. It's huge. Right now, there's 170 people in there, and we have three businesses in town. That's all we got. Oh, wow. Um, So it's really, really changed a lot. So all the pictures you look back in the day, I mean, it's just streets crowded, horse drawn wagons, just like out of the Wild West. Uh, Was actually the town was actually butted up against the Sioux Dakota reservation line. Mm -hmm. So there could have been some interaction with that Um, But the railroad came through the town very very um, Busy busy with the railroad they made the stops obviously Um, The the train tracks still run right through the backyard pretty much of the house So I think we get a little bit of energy drawn off the tracks as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but one of the second owner that we really can find on the house was Fred Eckert. He came into town in 1912. And he was a very well-established businessman. He had his own business in town, uh, so he pretty much had a, a, it wasn't a hardware store, but it was like a, not a grocery store, but he sold like dry goods. They did have groceries. A general store? Shoes, like a general store, yeah. Yeah. Shoes, everything. so he did that, and he also helped build one of the churches, he was on the school board, he was on the fire department, so very, very Busy well, guy. Very, very respected businessman in town. Um, him and his wife actually both passed away in the house. His wife Minnie's funeral was held in the home, so she was there for three days. Two of their children passed away in the home, one was a little boy that I believe he was about five years old, he choked Aww. to death. Um, so that we have those uh, four deaths confirmed in the house we also had um, a lady in the 70s that passed away in the house as well just natural causes nobody's ever been murdered that we know of in that house Um, so we we do currently have five confirmed deaths in the house but we do get a lot of names of people who don't like constantly like we get the name Henry and I don't know who he is because I can't find him on the deed there's no
1: Hmm.
0: correlation no history on that so that that's kind of what we know um, a little bit of, a little bit more about the house so we do know Fred's there we get we get a lot a lot of Fred's coming or my name's Fred or we'll get EVPs I've had psychics say that they've talked to Fred they've seen him he wears overalls um, he's also the man who comes through the door because he loves to garden I uh, actually spoke with their grandson who still lives in town. And so I got a lot of great stories about, about Fred and Minnie, which is a good way for me also to connect with them because they're, they're stories like you're, you're not going to find that in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I can connect with them um, that way. But he's like, oh, gosh, yeah, my grandfather, he had a garden back here. It went for miles, and he just had everything. You know? mm-hmm. So he just loved it. Um, and kind of circling <coughs> back to that, um, one of the neighbors, she has a daughter who can kind of see ghosts. And nobody knew the story of what the psychic had told me about the gardening ghost. And she's like, yeah, my my, my daughter sometimes sees a man in the, in the yard gardening, and then he goes in through the back door. And I'm like, uh, yeah, because I've been told that. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of a really good validation for that. But the, the first night I did stay there, um, you know, the whole night I'm like waiting, waiting. Okay, what's going to happen, you know? And... Um, you know, nothing, nothing major was really going on. And then it was, it was, I don't know, it was dark and I walked by the basement door and you know, it's a, it's an old door and there's like a flight of stairs, like four steps. And then there's another door that leads to the outside, but they're all really thick, thick storm doors. So they're, they're not shaky. There's not breezes coming through them. Um, but as I walked through the basement door or by the basement door, all of a sudden, I heard this bam, 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 like, and the whole door was shaking. Like somebody was on the other side pounding. Of course, I jumped like ten feet because I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I bet that's the sign. Like he came in through the back door, and then because the basement door is now closed, he probably didn't want it closed. And now he's pounding on it. Either way, you're letting me know you're here. So that was that was really kind of a cool cool validation to get. So that was that was my first night ever spent in the house. Well,
1: that's amazing.
0: I had my husband who is not a ghosty person at all um he's fascinated by what i find and show him but ghost hunting isn't his thing you know it's not it's not the half the night he kept like rubbing his hands and rubbing his legs and like brushing brushing and i'm like what are you doing and he's like i feel like there's like bugs and stuff crawling on me. i just i don't know what it is i just can't so i knew he had some sort of energy around him yeah yeah um, and then and then on Well, it's not unfortunately, but it's unfortunate for me, after 10 years of investigating or so, I've never seen an apparition. He actually saw a full-bodied apparition on the stairwell. Um, He was coming through the front door, carrying a bunch of stuff, and he looked up, and there was a woman standing on the stairwell. He said she had, like, like, a white dress, long brown, dark brown hair. He said, for just a split second, I thought it was you, and then I, like, did a double take, and she was gone. Um, so I was like, oh, sure, after 10 years, you can't see you what know, I do yeah. um, so Isn't I that mean, always the way? I know. I'm like, really? You're not even all that into it.
1: <laughs> Son of so a that, biscuit, that why are of you? Of cool.
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had so much stuff. Um, we've had audible kids um, laughing. You hear them running around playing. I've actually heard audible voices many, many times in that house. Um, my, my teammates were up in the attic and they heard a woman go, Hoo-hoo! like just plain as day. I've, I've woken up and it's, you know, it's an old, old house, 1900. So it's got the old floor grates. And I woke up one morning and it was, I don't know, seven 30 in the morning. I was like, ah, oh, so kind of peaceful, kind of quiet. I'm just going to lay here. Then I could hear voices coming from the kitchen through the grate in my room because the kitchen's right below. And I was like, oh, the girls must be up. So I thought, well, I'm gonna get up. So I go down there and everybody's still sleeping. Whoa. And I was like, okay. So then I went, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go tidy up in the in the basement. Then I'm gonna pick up the cameras, get things rolling. So I'm down in the basement. I right hear walking around upstairs. I'm like, okay, well now they're up because they heard me, <laughs> they're up, they're up. I go out there, everybody's still sleeping. And I'm like, okay, all right. So then I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna stay in the kitchen here. I'm just gonna kinda of tidy up in the kitchen. And I hear noises going on upstairs because Donna was sleeping upstairs. And I'm like, that's got to be Donna. So I creep up the stairs halfway <laughs> and, I, and I hear her snoring. I'm like, nope, wasn't Donna. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you wouldn't freak out
1: listening to that, you know,
0: because yeah. you're, you
1: you expect it and you look for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've woken up in the middle of the night and I'll hear, like in our kitchen, we have like the old... Metal cabinets because the kitchen's more looks like the 1950s almost look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all the old metal cabinets. And I've woken up and i you know I'll be in the bathroom. I'll say hear all this banging, this metal banging going on. You would think I would go down there, but I don't. I just go hey eh, and I go back to bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, heard, I've heard that that going on. But we've we've done a lot of work to the house. We've tried to bring it back to the nineteen hundreds. So nice. we had a lot. A lot of antiques in that house. so there could be some energies um, given off from that. Um, we actually got uh, old Victrola from a friend of mine um, and we did the SLS camera when we were playing the Victrola and I was just can't kind of scanning around the room and all of a sudden boom in the corner there's like a tall stick figure and it starts tapping to the beat of the music that we're playing. Hmm. And I was like... You know, so we, we played a little more and then eventually it disappeared. And I'm like, okay, it's gone. And then I was scanning around and well, then it was sitting in the chair with its leg crossed and tapping to the beat of music. Hmm. I was like, this is crazy. So then, after we got all done with that and we didn't get any more activity, the figure disappears, whatever. So I left the camera on the screen, the computer running facing the Victrola. The lights are on at this point. We're in a different room just talking, chatting. I'm like, oh, I got to go get that. It's in the other room. As I walk towards the camera screen, there is a stick figure standing in front of the Victrola, bending back and forth, looking where the crank would have been, because we take the crank out, because I don't want anybody to wreck it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it was like bending down, looking where's the crank, I want this more, I want that, you know, it was just crazy, I was like, oh my God, they still want us to play some more music. That's amazing. You know? So we had that, um, and then another one of my favorite experiences I've had is um, in the basement, I set up uh, a poker game. Mm-hmm. So originally, I had a REM pod on the table. It went on and off for about six hours. But, of course, every time I run down there, it wouldn't go off. and quit beeping. Like, oh, oh, oh. But I, and I put all these old coins. I had all these old coins from the 1900s and a really big solid gold piece. And I said, this is the grand prize if you win the whole thing. Um, but every time I'd go down, I'd shuffle the card. And, I, you know, I, I don't know how to play poker, but I'm just rambling, rambling on. Aces are wild, deuces are this, whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm just throwing out <laughs> poker. And, um, but I always had one card, and I pushed it to the edge of the table. It was never hanging over the edge. It was just to the edge of the table. And I, and I kept saying, oh, if you're, if you're liking today's games and everything, just, just push that card off. It'll, it'll let me know. And um, I came down there last time at like 11.45 at night, did another shuffle, said, please, please throw this off. And at midnight, they threw that card right off the table. Um, and I was so excited when I got up in the morning. I didn't know if I had captured it on film or not, but I, I found it that I had. Um, but I, like my first thing, I saw the card on the floor. I'm like, oh, my God, yay, thanks, guys. And then I'm like, hey, look, at the jack of whatever it was. You know, I'm like, did you see? Did you see? So it's like, <laughs> that's pretty exciting. Now, you know what? They do that a lot, and they do it in front of people. So if people sometimes go down there and play cards, they will flip the card off the table where you're sitting there. Yeah. Um, we've actually played 21 with a K2 meter. And I tell you, they hit that K2 meter when right on. You know, they hit, they stay. You know, we, we say if you want another card, touch the light, make it light up. If you, if you want to stay, don't touch it.
1: And That's they hit it every
0: single time. Every single time they're right. It's crazy. They, they love to play cards. And we found out his his grandma, Minnie, she loved to play cards. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things. So she, we could be playing cards with her. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I like that. I have to think of that next investigation we do. <laughs>
0: yeah. We just, we just do crazy things. I've had, um, like, the spirit box, again, one of my favorite things. Uh, we actually have Fred and Minnie's wedding picture up in their bedroom. Uh, and I was running the spirit box, and I pointed to the picture. I remember the last name was Eckhart. So I said, hey, is anybody here, uh, anybody in the picture here on the wall? And I was pointing to the picture, and it goes, do you mean the Eckharts?" I mean, just plain as day off of the portal, I'm like, whoa. Nice. You know, like, you're not going to get that anywhere else so it's, yeah. just, it's just crazy um, my favorite EVP I got from there is I was in the house um, you know and and when we're there you know I got to do a lot of work too I got to clean I got to get things mm-hmm. organized things like that so I talk to them like I'm having a conversation with you so I was having mm-hmm. a conversation just rambling on hey I'm going to a wedding you ever been to a wedding I'm just like talk 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 you know like I never shut up and I finally got the, I didn't know it at the time, but I got an EVP when I got home listening, the voice recorder that says. And I, I was talking, so it was kind of muffled, so she was like, something, something, something. She's like, and I'm trying to sleep. No. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, here's this poor woman trying to take a nap, and I'm in her room just yacking <laughs> away. <laughs> but we get through a lot. She's pretty crabby, and she has a very raspy, deep, deep voice, like she smokes a lot of cigarettes. Um, so we get a lot of EVPs of get out of here, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I think, I don't think she's evil, obviously. She just she likes, likes her space, I think. Yeah, just leave me alone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we get her her quite a bit. Um, I've got a few EVPs of the kids. Um, one psychic told me that the one little boy hides a lot in closets. And I, and I did actually get, we have an under crawl space with a closet um, that you can go in. And when I opened that up, I got a little boy's voice once that says, don't hurt me. Oh. Um, so I mean, I don't know if he was abused kid or if he's just scared. It's it, you know it's kind of sad, but um, yeah yeah, we, we get a, a few of, of that, but I think for the most part they're pretty happy. We bring them a lot of toys and then other people leave them toys and <laughs> and so we, we, we try to make everything pleasant for the ghost and I'm always asking them if there's something you want me to do, something you want me to bring. Um, we did have a on a, a spirit box one one always kept asking for fudge. So my husband made homemade fudge, and we brought that and left that as a gift. Um, well, we threw it away before we left. Cause you don't want mice and stuff, but you know, yeah. it's just a gesture yeah. that we do. Um and You acknowledge them. My, yeah, and I get little things in my head like, hey, you know, you know, it'd be a really good idea, and so then I'll, I'll buy something for them, or or anything that I think um, that they would like. So I, I just I try to just make them real happy.
1: <laughs> now here in Canada, we have French and English. Uh, speaking people, so when we, especially in this area that I live in, and sometimes when we do investigations, I'll ask questions in French. Do you have anyone on your team who speaks other languages, and do you, have you tried speaking other languages during during your investigations?
0: Uh, no, none of us really. I mean, you know, it's a few words here and there, mm-hmm. uh, but I have had other team members say that, oh, here is, this word's Dutch, you know, mm-hmm. like they would use some Dutch words, um, because there were a lot of Dutch and a lot of German in the in that town as okay. well so um, you know they get that I know a couple of people have said oh this is Native American and mm-hmm. of course being by the reservation line it's a possibility I don't know any of these words mm-hmm. so but other other people have gotten a few things from that so interesting and, you know you watch you know you go you watch shows that are from other countries you know that don't speak English like you say like France and mm-hmm. and you know it's like that so that their ghosts are going to speak in that language They're not going to talk in English because that's not what they know
1: yeah yeah. I uh, have a lot of, well, some people believe that um, no matter what language they speak, if, if they're going to understand you in English, but if you're lucky enough to know the language that they knew, you're going to get a lot more response. Mm-hmm. I just, I find that interesting um, that, is it possible that after you cross over that you understand every language? That would be, that would be really interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, there, there. there's a new questions to start asking out on the spirit box. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Try and figure out some words or some sentences yeah. next time you go
0: out. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have done that. Well, and I know sometimes, too, we'll play um, just like key phrases, you know, like, what's your name? And then we'll play it on that language because I, I, even though I've heard it, I still slaughter it. <laughs> so it's like just hit the audio button of what's your name? <laughs> so, um, and then hopefully we'll get a response that way, too.
1: Have you ever tried uh, playing music from certain periods to see if there, you're going to get um, any hits with that?
0: Oh, yeah. We do that all the time. Yep. And then we also, um, we do that a lot with kids, too. I looked up mm-hmm. what the comic, you know, songs were back in the 1900s. Um, so we do that. And then I also try to actually try to find the books from that time period as well, or the, even the music, because what we know today as Old McDonald is not the same Old McDonald that yeah. they knew. Um, so, yeah, we do, we do do a lot of that kind of stuff. We're we're very uh, interactive type group. Um, we like to, to play with them, if we're, especially if we're dealing, dealing with children. We'll, like, get down on the floor. We'll, we'll do ring around the rosies. We'll run around. We'll jump. Like, like, they're actually there, and I think we get a lot of responses. We were actually just at the um, Granger Museum, and the REMPRO in the boys' room just, like, went crazy half the night. Hmm. Um, But we were in there playing games and telling stories, and we actually had, um, we called it the puppy, kitty, horse, cat races, because we had... a lot of stuff, and then we have these little uh, puppy and a kitty and horse, and if you touch them, they they go running off and barking, meowing, and and making horse whinny noises, Mm -hmm. but we decided Mm -hmm. to race them all, and then they were, like, bumping into each other, and we're all laughing, and we're having a good time, and the whole time, the the REM is going crazy, and uh, it was just so much fun.
1: (laughs) That does sound a lot of fun. I like how you approach your investigations where you do research before, and where you, you said that Ring Around the Rosie that we know today isn't how it was sung back then. So I really like how you do all that research before.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that brings you to that time period. It's something that they relate to because, you know, when I read it, I'm like, what? That's not how it goes. You know, it's for them, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely believe that you would get more hits that way because if they don't, for example, uh, when we investigate... I like to explain. Well, all of us like to explain the equipment that we're using because if you're going to say, I can't even think of a piece of equipment right now. Uh, We like to describe. You know, come and touch this this box that lights up because if you name it by name, well, if they if they were from the 1800s or early 1900s, they're not going to know what all these devices are like cell phones and you know. So it's best to describe what you're using because chances are you're gonna get more hits
0: right yeah and I found that too now I, I feel like when you go to places that are more well known that it's been done day in day out I mean they learn they learn how to use the equipment mm-hmm. and they start to learn the names of it but when I started at the Boyd house nobody ever talked to him nobody ever engaged with them they don't know what anything is mm-hmm so when I started there I wasn't getting any hits like it's like okay you, you touched the REM pod once why aren't you you know why aren't you doing it again and I and so I would explain every piece of equipment that I brought out yep. and I showed them how it worked and I said it's not gonna hurt you and we went through this a lot and I still wasn't getting anything I'm like oh gosh did I make a mistake you know did I is this really not haunted um, but then I was like really sad and I was in the kids room and I had bought my little REM bear out mm. um, and I was like okay here's the deal, guys, I need to know you're here. Because if you are here, people are gonna bring you presents. I'll bring you more presents. Everybody will bring you presents, but you gotta just let me know you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you just gotta touch this bear. And that bear went off for like three hours that night after that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so then after that, things started happening, where we started getting a lot more equipment interaction, um, just, just a lot more, more things. I think they, they were starting to finally figure things out. Um, so now, now people get a lot of equipment in action. Pretty much anything that's been built has probably gone off on there. So we've had REM pods go off, periscopes, you know, touch lights, um, you know, I you name it, whatever, whatever people have, music boxes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, kitty cat toy, sparkly balls, those go off. Um, yeah. So just yeah, just a lot of different different things. I think they finally mastered the, what everything is.
1: Probably in the beginning, the reason why you didn't get a lot of hits too, they're probably saying to each other, "Is she, is she talking to us?" <laughs> you know it probably took them a while to realize, "Hey, wait a minute, she's talking to us."
0: Yeah, yeah, And then I tell you, what happened probably maybe the third or fourth group that came in to the house for investigation, they got an EVP they said, and this was just shortly after they got into the house, it said, "Where's Jill?" So wow." They, I think because that was confusing for them because, you know, they probably thought I lived there, you know, yeah. because they've never experienced this so and now all of a sudden different people are coming in and they want to talk to them. And, and now it's like if somebody shares something with me, I'll come in like the next time I come in, I'm like, hey, Joe said you guys did this. I thought that was pretty neat. You know, I keep that up. Thanks. Appreciate it. So I'm always, you know, telling, you know, prepping them. OK, got people coming next week. Be super great if you. You know, people are loving it. It helps me keep the house, and you get more stuff. So yeah. Like, so, yeah, we kind of have a pretty good relationship. I actually had a psychic say the one woman um, who's there really likes me, and mm-hmm. um, she protects me at night where she won't let anybody bother me because she wants me to get the rest that I need. Oh, uh, that's so sweet. So that cool. Yeah, she said, he said that she likes the fact I clean, too.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. so anyway yeah we have we have a pretty good inter- I, he didn't hit like I wish he could say names and stuff but he wasn't getting a name he was just getting a read off what this woman was telling him about how yeah. she really loves me and and that kind of stuff and that and she, she was fine with everything that was going on in the house
1: how far is the that house to where you live
0: about three hours okay do you get to go there often I'm uh, actually going tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited oh, nice. about that. Uh, me and the team are going down um, just to check it out for the for the night. Usually, it's booked up quite often, mm-hmm. um, so I can't get down there as much as I'd like to. In the beginning, we were down there quite a bit, obviously because we were doing renovations and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but now it's it's more other investigative teams um, that are getting down there. Um, so I get there I get there when we can. I it love tends to be that. more in the wintertime, so that's when I get down yeah. there a lot more than than I do because I it's fun I love I love when the other groups come I love to see what kind of stuff they get um and their techniques um when they do Facebook lives oh I just love it oh I just mm-hmm. hop on and I'm just like what's going on so it's like I <laughs> get super excited I'll make comments like if they say something that's relevant um we actually had one team that was there and they were saying oh we're getting getting like a lot of hits or something because we're talking about Iowa and they were like, we don't know why. And so I chimed in. I go, because Fred used to live in Bancroft, Iowa, and his brother lived down there. And then they move up to Boyd. And so then they were like, oh. ah, we're from Bancroft. No wonder we're getting, you know. And yeah. so they probably knew people that he knew. And so yeah,
1: that's amazing. I absolutely love that idea that you have a house and you let other teams go in there to do research. I I love that.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's fun, and I and I like to do it. I like to give them a lot of a lot of time. Um, So I let people come in at 3 in the afternoon, and they can stay till noon the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I let them bring up to 8 people just because I think if you go more than that, you can have a little bit more, you know, contamination, or there's just too much noise. You can't, you know, I just think that's just too many Mm -hmm. um, people in the house, even though it is, um, I believe it's like 21 or 2200 square feet, and we basically have four floors. We have a basement, a main level, upstairs, and the attic. And the attic runs like the full level of the house as well. Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, you can you can space yourselves out pretty good. So, mm-hmm. And then um, we just charge one seventy five a night um, for people to come in. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so if anybody wants to come in, you just definitely hit us up. So we're, we're happy to have everybody out. We even have people come that aren't into the paranormal. Um, oh, really? So just, you know, just because they're like, well, I kind they're of can house. Yeah. yeah. And so I just recently put a little basket together for people who don't have anything because I feel like, you know, if you're just there and you're not investigating, it's, you know, it's kind of quiet. So you don't really know if, you know, anything's around, you know, that kind of thing. So I kind of put a little basket together. I got like a voice recorder, a parabolic mic, a K2 meter, an alpha meter, just little things that I don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of have something, you know, mm-hmm. to play with a little bit. So
1: That would make it exciting for those people, too, I think.
0: Right, right. You know, so, I mean, obviously I'm not going to leave a spirit box or anything that's a little bit more techy and they might not understand how to to, to use it. Yeah. Um, but they're just the basics. Like, this is what if I had – well, it was stuff I got when I first started, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. So it's like I don't use this stuff anymore. I, I, I use more other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of put a little basket together, fun little things for people to play with. Do
1: you use any other um, pieces of equipment like uh, compasses or um... – Morse keys or anything like that.
0: No, we haven't done anything of that. We'll get like trigger objects, you know, things that we find. Um, you know, like we have like a toy gun that looks like a real gun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thing, things things of, of that toys from the past, um, anything that somebody may have used in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. But nothing, nothing really weird or obscure. We we played with the dowsing rods once. <clears> um, <throat> You know, I don't, I don't know too much about it, I wasn't super, um, I don't know, I, 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 I err more on the scientific of it, so I wasn't really taking it to heart. It was fun to play with, but mm-hmm. I kind of like certain things that I that I can uh, really, really validate with. Mm-hmm. So,
1: What's your favorite place to investigate? Do you like doing private residences, historical sites, cemeteries?
0: Um, big asylums. I love asylums, that kind mm. of stuff. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. we've done like Waverly Asylum, um, Edinburgh Manor used to be not necessarily an asylum, but they it was like a mental ward hospital, a poor farm, on mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So like just like the really huge buildings with a lot of of history to it. I like that. We actually had one. Um, it was called Fergus Falls. It was a treatment center, but back in the day, it was an asylum where they actually did the lobotomies. Oh wow. And, uh, hot water cold treatments on people they let very very i think maybe a total of four teams have ever been in that building and now they don't let anybody in it um but just being there is just i'm I'm an old old heart old school person mm-hmm. um, so just for me being in those buildings like even though they're like dilapidated and falling down i can stare at that pillar and go man this was the place to be back in the day yeah and it just kind of takes you back you know yep um, I just love that aspect of that. Uh, so, yeah, at the Fergus Falls was super fun. We did, we got like a few things, like the weirdest thing that we had was, it was about two o'clock in the morning, and Fergus Falls, it's a smaller town, but where the treatment center is, it's it's away from a lot of residential area, and because it was so huge, we all had walkie-talkies on, and we were getting weird walkie-talkie, like all night we were getting weird squelching going on, Mm -hmm. but then about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, we had a little kid talking through it, and I didn't always hear it, so sometimes, and we all caught this up on different film, like, it was talking maybe to the team Steve was on, things were coming through, but none of us got to hear it, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes we all got to hear it, um, and it was just like a little kid going, you know, where are you? And it's like, Papa, I love you. And just like, it was just, it was crazy. It's like, well, what little kid is up at like two o'clock in the morning here? I mean, is it, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Now, granted, it wasn't a secure channel, but still an oddity. So I couldn't a hundred percent say it wasn't paranormal, but it was awfully odd. So that's, you know.
1: Well, when you think of it, like they say, if you have a baby monitor and you hear voices through it, a lot of times it could be your neighbor, but you're in the middle of nowhere, so what would it be picking up?
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. And a little kid, a little mm-hmm. tiny, yeah. you know, it wasn't a tiny kid, but they probably sounded like they were, like, maybe five-ish. Mm-hmm. So who's, you know, they're not usually up at that time of night. So it was just kind of an odd thing. Um, so we, we did make a little video, of it, but it was really cool because they had the underground tunnels and stuff, and we would go walking in there. Um. Great spirit box response. And we got a couple EVPs and stuff. Um, it was it was just really super cool to be there. It's just something I just I'll never forget that place ever. I just wish I could go back because I would love to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you ever been afraid or any of your team members saying, Nope, I'm done. I'm not going here.
0: Um, I've been startled a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I was at felisca X Murder House. That was our very first place we'd ever investigated. And I was sitting on the bed, and it's like one of those old beds with the like just the springs on it. So they're very boingy, very bouncy. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting in there waiting for my friends to come. They were in another room, and they were going to wrap it up and come in. And we were going to talk to the kids. While I was sitting there waiting, 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 all of a sudden, you know, I felt this... Bounce on the bed, and the whole bed was like boing, like somebody just plopped their butt down, and I just shot up and I ran out of the room. I was not expecting that to happen. I went right back in there, but it was just that, you know, flight response like, get out, somebody's on the
1: (laughs) (laughs) bed. There's a few times that we've we've asked for, uh, you know, give us a sign and you get one, and we all, you know, do a, a quick startle, you know, a little scream, and then it's like, Sorry, sorry. I know we asked for it, but we didn't. We didn't anticipate it. You doing it at that moment, so it kind of startled us. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah. We've had that. I think the probably the most scary thing we've ever had, and, and of course this goes back to Teresa being the punching bag, oh, is we no. were at um, Whispers Estate in Indiana, and it's it's known for a lot of um, negative energy um, we they had many many deaths the doctor was a uh, very unethical doctor mm. um, she killed his own daughter oh, uh, wow. buried body parts in the backyard just I mean just a lot of negativity um, you know children had fallen and died in the house so just just a lot of stuff but his caretaker of the place um, on the day of his retirement, dropped dead in front of this one closet as he was putting tools away at the end of the day and his name is Virgil and he's very very angry about this so he's not very nice to people so he's scratched people he's pushed people he's locked people in this closet even though it's when you shut the door you have to flip the latch and then turn the thing I mean you just can't just lock the thing it's like a flippy latch at the okay, top okay yeah uh, so people have gotten locked in there so of course you know we had to go in the closet and um But it's a big closet so it's it's not just like a little tiny it's like a walk-in They even had like a little setup with a little table a couple chairs and then stuff was stored in there So me and Teresa are in the closet and the spirit box is running outside And I heard this voice in my head that said get out of this closet So I I was like, okay, so I got out of the closet But I also have a thing about being in closets because I feel like if something the door slams I'm gonna be locked in I can't handle that so I, I don't like being in there anyway So I just chalked it up to, eh, it's just me being crazy. So I didn't say anything to poor Teresa. So then on the spirit box, we heard, shut this door. Well, we didn't do that either. And then next thing you know, so Teresa's sitting farthest back in the closet on a chair. Next thing you know, her and the chair come flying four feet out of the closet. And of course, she lands on all her hands and knees. And she's like, somebody just pushed me. They picked up the chair and they pushed me. And of course, you know I had to try to debunk it. I'm like, "Well, are you sure you didn't fall?" She goes, uh, "If I did, I'd be <laughs> still in the closet, uh, not four feet out here in the hallway." Yeah. So, no, I did not fall over on the chair. That's <laughs>
1: amazing.
0: So, yeah, that was that was probably the first time I experienced like, "Oh my gosh, they really can do this kind of stuff to you." Yeah. Um, so it gave me a little bit more respect, but that was kind of spooky,
1: you know. I'm yeah, that's kind of creeping me out listening to it, and I don't creep out easily. <laughs>
0: Four feet.
1: That's that's something. That's a lot of energy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, he's a crabby guy. So yeah. Wow.
1: You'll have to start calling her punch.
0: Yes. There we go. There we go. We to call her snack pack because she likes to eat <laughs> snacks a lot. So. That's
1: funny. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Um. Do do you are you sensitive yourself?
0: Uh, not really. Um, I've been told from psychics I have some sort of ability that I just mm-hmm. I haven't mastered it. Um, I The only thing I guess I could say is I kind of get the sense when they're around. Like I know. Mm-hmm. Like I get that feel. And it's not necessarily just the goosebumps or the energy. It's just kind of all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, somebody's around here. I can feel it. I just know they're here. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of, I guess, what I would say would be my extent. Or sometimes I just kind of have a feel of like, we need to go in this room. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and, maybe, and Maybe I have something I don't know, it was kind of interesting A couple months ago, we, uh, Teresa had found a, a doll um, So we like to put something that's supposedly haunted in the house too Whether they are or not, I don't know But she, there was supposedly a doll so She thought it was kind of creepy It wasn't listed as being haunted but um, So she went over to this lady's house To get this little doll And she said, yeah, my husband just doesn't want it here It creeps him out, it's been in the closet But this was a doll that me and my sister had um, since we were little girls. Mm-hmm. And my sister has now passed away, and I just wanted to go to a new home. And she kind of told her we what we were doing with her. It's a ghost and, and all, you know, ghost house and everything. She was older lady, too. So she was all, she was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, so then we were, we were driving with the doll in the car, and Teresa's like, we should name her. And without hesitation, I said Ethel, which is a weird name. Why well, that would just pop out of my head, I don't know. Yeah. And then Donna goes, we, we should call her Mary. And I go, no, I don't like Mary, we're going to call her Ethel. And I go, Teresa, hit that lady up that you got that doll from, see if her and her sister named that doll, because if she did, we'll keep it in memory of her sister. Mm-hmm. And, and whatnot. So she hits her up, she goes, yeah, we didn't really name our dolls, but my sister's name is Mary Ethel. And you got so both we, names. Like, oh my God. How did we even come up with that? I'm like, maybe this doll is haunted. You know, so it's like
1: <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, what that's are the crazy. odds of getting both names?
0: Exactly, exactly. But for Ethel, why would that pop out of my head? That is like not a normal, you know, a, a, you it's know an you know older name or something. But it's yeah. like, I didn't. It, I didn't even wait a second. As soon as she said it, I said Ethel. Like, and I'm like. In my head, too, I'm like, why did I just say that? That was, you know, so yeah. something made me say it, it was weird.
1: It was just weird. Do you find the more that you do investigations, the more um, coincidences, I say, um, happen? Like you, you just had the word Ethel come out of your head, you'd pop into your head. Do you find that happens more often?
0: Well, I guess I don't really track it, you know. It's just yeah. kind of one of those things. You know, sometimes we'll look back and go, oh, yeah, that that kind of made sense there. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, I don't know, just, I think some things, especially when we get together, like I can go to the house with my husband, not get as much activity, mm-hmm. but then I go down with my team and it's crazy, crazy. So I don't, I think it's just all in the energies that we bring and, and you know, how we are. And, and again, on the spirit today, you know, if they feel like hanging out and chit chatting, maybe they don't have enough energy that day either. So everybody needs energy to, to do stuff. So.
1: Do you track the weather and uh, paranor- the, um, not paranormal, the uh, barometric pressure and stuff like that when you do
0: investigations? I have not done that. We thought, uh, you know, some people go, oh, my gosh, it's so much better if you do it in a storm. We've done that. I haven't noticed a difference. Okay. You know, yeah. had amped it up or not amped it up at all. Um, so, I, again, I just, I just think it's just on the day of the spirits, really, you know. And maybe there is something to it. Um, I don't know. I guess I just haven't really you know, tracked it enough yeah you know things i would i would follow more like oh it's a full moon or you know it's october 31st or you know yeah yeah but yeah i guess i haven't really made much of a, a correlation on that i just chalk it up to however they're feeling for the day i usually use the example of uh
1: you know sometimes people go walking in the woods just for the heck of it and sometimes you'll see wildlife and sometimes you don't or um Some people will see, uh, will have chipmunks run up to them all the time and somebody else that's with them say, yeah, I've never seen one, you know, out out in the woods. I kind of chalk it up like that with uh, spirits as well. Right. Yep, exactly. Well, before we we head off here, do you have anything else that you would like to say? Any other uh, experiences or
0: suggestions Uh for people? Yes, There's so much but just always remember to be respectful <laughs> you know no matter Agreed. what you're doing um, just because they're they're dead doesn't mean they can't see you hear you um, and react to to what you say. so um, just because they're physically not there they, they still have feelings so mm-hmm. that's just one thing to always remember be respectful and even if you're not investigating, try to remember to be respectful as to maybe some of your conversations that you're having because you figure back in the day of the 1800s, they didn't hear a lot of swearing. They didn't hear a lot of, um, so I I just don't know. I just feel like you should always be kind of respectful.
1: Agreed. And why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you. Um, I'll also be adding links in the show notes, but uh, where can they find you?
0: Um, Our website for the team, it's also got some information there on the Boyd House is stcroyparanormal.com. Um, otherwise, you can uh, find us on Facebook under Boyd House or our St. Croix Paranormal page. Um, or you can direct email us, too, at boydhouse217 at yahoo.com. Uh, if you're interested in booking a night, we can uh, get some details worked out and get people scheduled. I will have to talk to
1: the team that I'm with and see if sometime we can go and book uh, an, an evening or two at your house. That would be amazing. Uh, oh, yeah, once, have- once COVID settles down and travel is a little easier uh yeah that would be amazing
0: yeah we have we didn't do many this year we've only done i think three investigations this year so we traveled a little bit but not not as much as we would like to so we're hoping 2022 is better (laughs) let's hope um i want just i just had a thought
1: i wonder if the spirits at the house are wondering why there's not as many people going through do they realize there's a pandemic
0: (laughs) i don't know i i've told Hmm. them i've told them that um Interesting that you said that we were actually at a place in um, Illinois investigating, and I got an EVP that, that said, do you have COVID? And I was like, <laughs> none of us said, well, first of all, we wouldn't have said that. Like, we wouldn't say, do you have COVID? So yeah. I was like, that's kind of weird. Um, so it's just kind of a strange EVP, and I suppose because people are talking about it, you know, yeah, or they hear about it, you know. So, it's a hot topic yeah, right they, now. They're listening. They know what's going on. Yeah. Nice thank you so
1: very much i really appreciate you being here
0: yeah thanks kat it was fun
1: it was just hang tight and um we'll chat for a couple of minutes but uh thanks again and uh as i said to you listeners I, the um links will be added to the show notes so everybody take care of each other